grab your pitchforks and your torches. This time on Bit Effect, we're talking about the worst game ever. So, this week is worst game ever. Now, a little bit of a disclaimer. These are not probably going to be the worst games ever. Because your worst game ever's are not my worst game ever's. They're also not going to be your standard tried and true, like Craig messaged me, no Super Columbine Massacre RPG. <laughs> you know, no Rape Man, none of that nonsense. These are games that you might come in contact with and just kind of be disappointed in, or you just while you're playing them, they're so frustrating that they're, they're just the worst. And uh, with me today is Mike. Hello. And Craig. Hello. Yet again, Luke is absent because he tried to say Wild Guns was the worst game ever, and we promptly killed him. Mm-hmm. He'll be back so, next week. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> so, gentlemen, if I just walk up to you on the street manage to dodge the punch that you throw at me because I'm a stranger talking to you and say, what's the worst game ever? Your first gut reaction is going to be what? So that's a good one. You walk up to me in the street today and you say, what is the worst game ever? Yeah. I'm going to say um, Barbie's Dreamhouse Party for the Wii U. Wow. Did, did you actually play that? Yes, I did. I played it today with All right. family, my six-year-old daughter, who after... About 10 minutes of playing it was like, this is rubbish, can we play Mario Kart? So Good even she girl. wasn't enamoured with Barbie running about. It's a terrible, terrible party game. A few party modes that all involve doing terrible things, like catching cakes and things like that. Things that you would think a six-year-old girl might actually like this. It's Barbie. But she was just like, I'm having none of this. Maybe, maybe a six-year-old girl from like our generation, but you know... Six-year-old girls now, they're, they're playing, you know, Farmville and Castletown yeah, and pay me $2 to keep playing this game, you know. So, Mike, what's your gut check? Just boom, question to you. You got to respond in two seconds. What do you got? It's coming from everywhere. It's going to be it's gonna be a combination of somewhere in between Rise of the Robots, Night Trap, and probably even pretty perfect Dark Zero. But I, I think really what it's going to be is probably... Uh, maybe a PS Plus game. Not sure which one. There's a lot to choose from. <laughs> there is a lot pumped, to choose from. That pumped BMX. <laughs> Did you have a shot at that? It was awful. <laughs> oh my. Honestly, awful. I was going to vote for Nom Nom Galaxy out of the PS Plus category. Ugh. Yeah. I think I enjoyed that. <laughs> oh no, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, these days, not a lot of people will actually go out and risk on a game. Mm. Me being the, the stupid trailblazer that I am, blazing a trail for stupidity. I went out and bought Bound by Flame mm. on a whim. And that was the worst whim I've ever had in my life. That is the worst game I've ever played in my entire life. It's just just awful. Huh? It was on those that Dark Souls train of, hey, this is kind of like Souls. Buy it if you like Souls. Me being a stupid trailblazer went... Let's do it. And I finished it, but it's terrible. So, in your buying habits, gentlemen, you tend to both research a game, watch some trailers, maybe read some articles on it before you buy it. 
Oh, heavily. Absolutely. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to spoil too in fact as I would research but I, these days I would more ask you guys and say what about this? Um or go with the flow. There's been a pretty good few months worth of games coming out from Breath of the Wild through Horizon and Yakuza Zero and you know, near and, and I think there's been that much opportunity to buy these big hits that I haven't taken any risks with any purchases whatsoever. Mm. Mm. Oh, you're not truly alive, Craig. I know. I know. So, Mike, are, are you the same? Are you uh, heavily researched before you buy? Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite a trained thing. Um, thinking of what Craig's saying there, I, I remember, I think uh, games magazines pretty much came hand in hand with games when I first got into them. Um, you know, whether it was getting a, a, a tape on the front of a, like a Spectrum magazine or things like that or whatever. Oh, and you'd, you'd, all, <laughs> you'd always look through, you'd be like, oh, what have computer and video games given it? And then you'd be, you know, running across checking whatever. You'd be on teletext seeing, seeing what's happening there. And and yeah, I, I've always had it trained. So I, I've had quite a good read on what, what games are going to be like before they come. Apart from the very earliest where I think... We had a massive difference between uh, you know WrestleMania and Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo. Where <laughs> WrestleMania back in the day, box art man, that was the most important thing. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So then you guys don't get a lot of surprises in terms of quality. You pretty much know what you're going in for when you buy it. With with the rare exception of this guy's made a few good games before. This lady's done a few good stories before we might on a whim try this apart from that there's not much in the way of sort of pre-ordering going on for me unless it's a surefire you know you know it's part of a, unless part it's of a series which is, which is known to be known to be of quality like for example fire emblem series yeah so then what was the last time you guys got burnt by a game that you heavily read up on, you watched trailers, researched, you were going to love it, and then it was just kind of a wet fart? It just, oh, this is it. Has that ever happened to you guys? I can field this one heartily with a major, major, <laughs> major disappointment of the year, which was a finally at Christmas, on a whim, one of my whimmy purchases picked up uh, Carmageddon, Max. Um, <laughs> now, I I didn't need to look up. I I followed it. I followed the the remastering. I I was raring to go with it, but I think I never purchased it, and I, I I don't know why I didn't pick it up at launch, but I waited, and I and I spotted it in game or something. I don't want to admit I'm in game at all, so I might say something. I've spotted it in Tesco for seven pounds or something like that and I thought, do you know what? I'll just I'll get it and I'll I'll play through it. I, lo I loved that game. Played it so so much when I was a kid. And I played it for about thirteen seconds, switched it <laughs> off, took it out, and I was really tempted to just put it straight in the bin. I honestly oh so so gutted. It's the worst game I've played in a long time. Really, really, really really disappointed and I think the problem is a lot of the, the rubbish games that I can think of playing just now would be your plus games or free games or, or you know something online that you think oh that was rubbish but I paid money for that and it was terrible I hate that <laughs> feeling of paying money for something just to disappoint myself 
I'm not into that. Some people are into that, you know, but I'm not. Woohoo! So, Mike, what about you? <laughs> What's a game that broke your heart by being bad? I'm I'm really struggling to really struggling to put one to name and oh, shame, but I think it's a. Uh, it might be on the Dreamcast. I remember on a whim picking up. What was it? SNK versus Capcom, something like that. Oh, SVC Chaos. That might be the one. It was. I think it was the first one. I can't remember, but it was. It didn't last long. It it only went into the system a, a, a couple of times. I've never really been back since. Um, apart from that, I think I've been quite quite lucky, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, myself, this was actually kind of recently that it happened. Now, I, I uh, preface it by I don't read reviews until I finish the game. And I, I will watch a trailer go, hmm, that's interesting. I'm going to buy it without anything else. Like, I like just going into a game fresh. And I did that with Paper Mario Color Splash. Mm. And it's not very good. It's... I'm sure you're going to hear this a lot. It's kind of crap. It's just there. And, you know, I, I absolutely love the Paper Mario series. And I'm hoping this isn't the last one because it will end on such a dying whimper that, well, it might cause me to whimper. Yeah, it was, it was really bad. And that was one that I paid full retail price for. And, yeah, that broke my heart pretty hard. So this the the Wii U game, is it? Yep. Oh, wow. Well, that looks yeah. quite promising as well. It, it did, it did. I mean, I, I watched the trailer for it, and it's like, yes, it's back to put no more paper sticker nonsense, cool card battling. This is going to be, no, it's not. It's tedious. What kills it is there's no XP in the entire game, right? Yeah. Like, there's no leveling up, there's no XP, so every battle you're like, what's the point? <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. So, that yeah. Is there a, yeah, yeah, it's, a it's runaway awful. option? There is a runaway option, but it does <laughs> that Mario Paper Mario thing where it puts things right in your way. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I've got to battle these. I mean, the battle system is fun, but there's just no impetus to battle at all. So, yeah, uh, we're very sorry. We, we're normally not Debbie Downers like this, but with the, the Games of the Year podcast, we figured this would be kind of fun. So, you know, go along for the ride. Yeah. So then, gentlemen, this year, we have we have played a lot of games this year. Like, all of us. I've probably, this is most yep. games I've played in a long time. Definitely. So, if you had to rank it, what's your worst one this year? Doesn't have to be came out this year. Just just since the beginning of the year, what have you played that that you would put as terrible? Okay. Um. Uh. So so this year I had the desire to. You know what? I'm gonna finish everything I have for the GameCube because my GameCube library isn't too big. It's only like eighty games or so. So it's like I can finish that off, and I'll never have to touch my GameCube again unless I want to. Until I got to Geist. And, oh, mama, Geist is bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there, there's something that's just awful about that. I was hoping for kind of a second sight kind of thing. But, uh, no, it's just kind of this weird, wonky Nintendo shooter that is not very much fun at all. And, I've well, now I'm stuck with my GameCube library because I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, I, I, I remember playing that. I'm sure I sort of got a bit of fun from it. To be honest, it's where you you send a you send like a spectral version of yourself outside to other people as well and things like that, don't you? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You, you can possess other. Hey, there's just something about it. I mean, this will probably be down to personal taste, but yeah, there's nothing enjoyable in that sucker for me at all. Mm. And this year, that that is hands down the worst I've played. Mm. Um, for me, it's another purchased game, and it was. It's another. It was another going to be a family hit. Totally and utterly, I was ranting and raving about this game before I bought it. <laughs> and I was going into it thinking, this is going to be... Am-. Do you know what I'm going to say? Have you got any oh, guesses? I have a guess. Oh, oh. Well, okay, right, what's your guess? What's your guess? Let's see. So so the clues are this year, Craig has bought a Wii U. Okay. And I'm guessing it's going to be for the Wii U. And I'm going to say Game & Wario. You are wrong. Sorry. Ah, game & Wario terrible, is terrible. It's a terrible game, but it has got that one game. Uh, it's, I think the wee things are called Thronks, and you flip them onto <laughs> something in the middle. The kids absolutely love that. Like They pee themselves laughing playing that game. So I can't, I can't bring Wario into it as terribly disappointing as it is. My game is Lego Worlds. Oh, heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. I thought, and the marketing and and the build-up and what had sold it to Amelie as was we were going to tag-team this Lego world like we do with Minecraft. It was basically Minecraft, but it was Lego and it was better and you could build cars and diggles and everything. And what you got was essentially Lego No Man's Sky. You start off on a planet and you scan items and you find some stuff and then you get enough things to move on to the next planet and then you repeat the process. It, it, it was Lego No Man's Sky. It was so terribly, terribly disappointing. There is a sandbox mode in there, but you need to complete the game just to get unlocked the <laughs> sandbox. How silly is that? So we put that in. We tried a, a few times to play it and just... We try a few weeks ago. We tried again, and then I was like, "Do you know what, Emily? I'll go. I'll get you Lego City Undercover, and we'll play that, and it's fantastic." So Lego Worlds has has hit the bin. Utter utter disappointment. So from here on out, future wise, is there anything good that's going to be described as blank No Man's Sky? I don't think there will be. The thing is, I I wasn't No Man's Sky. I wasn't. I was. I quite enjoyed it for the first. 40, 50 hours, and uh, yeah, it was it was disappointing, but I, I got I got a good bit of money's worth out of it. Really, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a hundred percent down on it. Poor Grim keeps playing it. Poor I know, son. yeah, he's stuck playing it. <laughs> all on all, he's probably playing it, and he's got music playing about all by myself, <laughs> and he's just sitting playing No Man's Sky. <laughs> Mike, what have you got? Worst game this year. Mm. As it shows exactly how hard this topic is when I, I need all this extra time to think of something. And, and my, my choice isn't as big of a fender as, as you'd think it'd be. But shortly before starting on um, Breath of the Wild, I played Devil's Third on the Wii U. Oh, wow. And I knew exactly what I was in for. I already knew the really bad reviews. The reviews looked so harsh that it looked like the worst game ever. Never mind the worst game this year. And and you know what? I I do agree. It is 
a, a game that has bugs in it, a game that, you know, just generally, it's the choppiest game I've played in quite some time, besides Layers of Fear on the Xbox One, which was a serious offender in, in terms of its frame rate. <laughs> Um, but th this wasn't as bad as that. In fact, on that note, I am thinking maybe Layers of Fear is possibly the worst thing I've <laughs> It seen. sounds like it was a worst offender. But we'll, we'll hold know, that yeah. for, for now. I'm going to keep that for later because um, Devil's Third, it's just, you know, sometimes you think, I like the Ninja Gaiden games. I I would like to, um, you know, check check what Itagaki's been up to. And it it is it is a it's an okay game, but I think because I sandwiched it so close to Breath of the Wild, it was like, how can these both be on the same system? Um, <laughs> it's it's just you know when you when you play a when you play a good Namco game or a good Capcom game, you get you pick up something and you'll acknowledge it. Something will pop up on the screen. You'll go into a gallery. It'll all be beautifully presented. Animations will fly up. All sorts of things. This was the equivalent of, you see a briefcase on the table, you click on it, quick still image pops up for a fraction of a second, and you're like, really? It just it just felt quite lazy. It felt quite lazy. There were there are redeeming features to that game, but definitely the worst thing I've played this year. Poor Itagaki. Mm. Hopefully oh. we won't be throwing Igarashi under the bus in the same way coming up soon. <laughs> so that, that brings up a good point, though, Mike. Um, when we were discussing this earlier before we actually started the record, we were talking about how it's actually more of a topic to talk about terrible games that you liked. And we will go into that, that more because I find my list for that is way longer than the list of terrible games because I'm kind of of the opinion that every game, there's something redeeming there. Hmm. Like, even even in something as terrible as, say, Blasto, there's something redeeming there because... It's got Phil Hartman. That's that's kind of fun. Mm. So, although I mean, with with you with Layers of Fear or or you Craig with Carmageddon, mm -hmm. do you have that one game that has no redeeming value whatsoever? I think I do. Like, it's just oh. I think I do. Oh. It just popped into my head this moment. Back in the PlayStation One days, I do remember a very brief point in time where my sister, of all people. She's played a tiny bit of Tetris, she's played a little bit of Mario, but she just doesn't dabble in games. And one game suddenly popped up to her. It wasn't Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It was <laughs> Spice World, which I remember really? to be one of the worst possible <laughs> games I have seen inside the PlayStation 1 system. This was a Spice Girls game, in case you've not seen it before. <laughs> Oh jeez, oh. And it, it was sort of fairly big budget, oddly enough. It was, there were rhythm action bits, there were all sorts of weird like parlour stuff and it's oh it's so it was so bad it it's probably exactly what Craig got from the Barbie games to be honest. But yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, there was yeah. like a Buster Groove kind of mini game in there, wasn't there? Oh, there were all sorts of things. And I don't think the button press is even linked up properly. It wasn't even synced up <laughs> right if I remember. It was Oh it was it was dire, very dire. Please say you've never played it. I have played played Spice World, but that's only because, you know, I've seen it on a list of bad games, and, you know, it's like, all right, we're going to check this out, and I agree. That is a game that has no redeeming value whatsoever. Um, myself, it's gonna we're going to jump ahead to Generations and talk about PS3. PS3 is a system that has a ton of good games on it. Mm. 
it also has Untold Legends Dark Kingdom. And my wife, much like your sister, only dabbles in games. You know, she'll play Layton, she'll play Animal Crossing, she'll play those kind of games. You know, nice, easy, fun, fair. But she's got this real hankering for anything that's like Diablo or Baldur's Gate. And so, after you go through Baldur's Gate, Dark Alliance 1 and 2, and Champions of Norath 1 and 2, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, you're like, okay, we got, we got like, nothing left, right? So we decided, all right, here's a new hack and slash on the PS3. It'll be awesome. We stopped probably 20 minutes into it. And I'm a man who does not realize bad voice acting. Like, I'll be honest, I thought the What is a Man speech in Symphony of the Night was pretty cool when I played it. <laughs> Never really got the internet joke. I was like, yeah, that's a cool line. <laughs> oh, hang on. But the voice acting... That's frowned oh. upon. I thought that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gen Mike. Genuinely. So you. Oh, yeah. No, that... Genuinely. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's... It, is, it, is, it is laughable no. to most of the internet. What? Yeah. yeah, Google it, man. I found it as a surprise. I, I thought it was a great line, right? It's a good line. But um, the voice acting in this is, was absolutely terrible. Like, I'm pretty sure these people didn't know they were recording. They thought they were just rehearsing kind of bad. And, it, yeah, that's one of the few PS3 games that I've started. I've tried to get through multiple times. And it's not the bad kind of Spice World bad where it's broken. It's just so boring. There is nothing redeeming in that game at all. And so now... Um, Please excuse us a moment while me and Mike giggle about how amazing What is a Man <laughs> oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I always thought it was a good line. But I thought Dynasty Warriors had good voice acting too, but nope, that's evidently terrible. So what do I know? So Craig, what's your game that, uh, given the choice, you would throw into the fiery pits of hell? There's one game, and I cannot, I'll be honest, I can't remember what it's called. I was gifted it for my birthday and it was on the Xbox 360 and it was a friend who was coming up to Aberdeen to visit me and, you know, he picked up a birthday present on the way up and he was like, yeah, let's have a shot at this. So stuck it in the Xbox 360 and it was kind of like a brawling fighter game and I, I can just remember there being a, either a dinosaur or a gorilla or something like that. On the and, 360. Yeah, and we played it for seconds. And the shop that we <laughs> purchased it from was actually maybe 45 minutes heading south again, back towards where he stayed. And we actually both jumped in the car and went back and returned it. That, <laughs> it that's pretty one. bad. Yeah, and I have looked through Wikipedia's list of every Xbox 360 game. I have Googled... Xbox 360, Fighter, Brawlers, Monkey, Gorilla, Dinosaur, Building, <laughs> Smashing. I've, I've Googled frantically, and I cannot, for the life of me, find out what this game was called. It's It's been driving me mad. All right, so um, listeners, the call is out there. Craig, everything you remember about it. We're going to have one listener that's like, oh, it's that. Yeah. Well, that's what it, that's what it was. It was a two-player... Brawl, there was an element of um, scenery destruction, destroying buildings, and you were just fighting. And it, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I wish I could remember what it was, just so that I could, you know, have closure. 
basically, because until we thought about this episode, I had flushed that out of my memory. I just did not even want to think about it. And it was another one of those ones where it was a birthday present and it was, I was playing it and I was like, oh, look, and it was actually, my friend was like, this is pish, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he, he's not, not a big gamer. He would, he would be playing at the time Tiger Woods constantly. You know, he was, Good man. and that was it. So, uh, gutted, absolutely gutted. Uh, I could go, I could go. We've all had those, right? Like, like you get a gift and you're like, oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. I remember one year for my, for, for, I believe it was my birthday because birthday and Christmas are close. So I'm not sure which it was when I was a kid. I asked for Mortal Kombat. I got 1996, I think it was 96. The Winter Olympics games for the Sega Genesis. Oh, and I thought, okay, US Gold, hooray, they're amazing. And there was a second one there. And you know, when you're a kid, you can tell what a game case looks like under wrapping, right? You just know, all right, Mortal Kombat's going to be in there. I can just say thank mm -hmm. you for Winter Olympics and move on. And I open it up, and it's Tom and Jerry Frantic Antics. No. <laughs> The worst birthday oh. ever. <laughs> but I did beat Tom and Jerry. I wasn't happy about it, but you don't want to hurt any feelings. So you're like, yay, this is so fun. But yeah, yeah, those birthday games can be a real shot in the dark. Yep. I always remember a friend who, I think as a birthday game, he actually got a Tasmanian Devil on the Mega Drive. And I cannot for the oh. life of me remember if that was actually genuinely a good game or whether he just hassled us to play it because he actually he was bought it. I, I thought it was a good game. Mm. I remember playing that. I thought it was an actual good game. A genuine good game. Okay. Yeah, see, I'm that way with a lot of those old Looney Tunes games, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, was Duck Dodgers a good game? I thought it was good. I liked it. It was on the SNES. Eh. Mm -hmm. I've never gone back to them. I should totally, we should totally do that. I'll play Looney Tunes games. and be like, you know what? These are pretty good. Yeah. If only we did some sort of bi-weekly show where we played older nominated games. Yeah, but I mean, who wants to take that risk with their pick, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can play Mr. Driller or we can play Tom and Jerry Frantic Antics. Which do you yeah. want to play? It's a, bit, it's a bit tricky. We don't want to end up playing, you know, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 on the GBA or something uh, like that. Just yeah, be... that, that would be terrible. So, <laughs> I guess I guess as a side note to this subject, right, it, it's a very good thing that games are starting to become as costly as they are because we're getting less and less just terribly awful games. I mean, I think the Wii was probably the last place where there was just, just crap shoveled out onto it. Yeah. So I mean, do you guys do you guys feel that there's less risk to be taken now because almost all the games that come out have to be you know AAA developed, other than digital games, of course. Yeah, I think with the way of the world these days, there's a lot um, people are more risk averse, and I think that's it. You're getting a lot of big hitters like we've had in the past few months, and there's I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's maybe it's something in the marketing or maybe, you know, that kind of thing. But you see all these big games and I don't find I have the time to play everything, obviously. Three kids now and this, that and the other. Excuses. Um, I know, I know, excuses. I have a five-day-old child 
upstairs crying right now. Well, not at Being this point. Fed. Yeah, well, not not right now. Oh yeah, God, this is in the future, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hang on a second. When will this be released? <laughs> oh, you know what? Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> um, I th- yeah, I kind of find your your indies are all being released on the PS Store or I don't know the Xbox Live Store or whatever the hell that store is called. And you get very little physical. I don't like buying digital games, so I never, I, n- I never want to pl- plop money, plop money down. I never want to <laughs> s- put money down for a game that I'm going to end up being disappointed. So just, I don't bother. I'm risk averse. Developers are risk averse. Publishers are risk averse. So I think that combination means that you're you've got a safer bet in buying a, a good game these days. Is that okay? No, that makes sense. I I I am of the opposite opinion where I think you should totally take risks because that's how you find those amazing games, man. That's how you find yeah, but Vermintide. This is, this is the thing you can you can put down that cash and then tell me what's good and what's not. <laughs> so as long as you know one person that takes risks, you're all right with it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. What about you, Mike? I mean, do you think it's still kind of a minefield out there, or are you? pretty safe that any game you pick up in a store will at least be average or adequate i'm not sure to be honest i think we're i think as as good as it all sounds i think we are still being quite picky ourselves and there probably are some some bad games out there but we're just on a a really good trend now i remember the other day someone asked me about e3 whether this is going to be a great e3 with a lot you know, a lot going on this year, and I, I genuinely have to say, I don't think there'll be anything special about it. We've just come off the back of getting a, a brand new Zelda game, you know, a, a complete return to form for, well, return to form at least in the mainstream for Japanese game developers with so many great games coming out. Um, But I think if we go back just a couple of years, we've got, we've got quite a lot of rubbish out there, and, um, you know, I'll... I, I think I think we're just lucky at the second, to be honest. I think there will be will be more shovelware down the line, especially with the the switch around now. I think that's really going to um, pull in a few a few groaners over the time. But we'll we'll see we'll see. All right, okay. Uh, it, yeah, like with as many PS4 games as I have, I can really only say I've even felt the smallest amount of buyer's remorse for maybe two or three. And I mean, this generation, at least what I'm buying. Or maybe it's just the way my interests slide because, you know, we've all been playing games for a long time. If, if you see the back of a box or a trailer, you'll know kind of right off the bat, I'll like it, I won't like it. There's very few times where you think I won't like it and it turns out you love it. But yeah, I this generation so far has been my best streak of non-buyer's remorse on just pick them up and play them games. That is not counting digital because digital is a bit of a minefield, I think, still. Just because it's so cheap to develop. And I think Kickstarter is a place where you really want to be looking at for your um, biggest possible disappointments yet. I mean, we've already had, what, Mighty Number 9, which... Oh, good man, Mike. Mm, mm. Not like bringing up that subject. (laughs) (laughs) I think Shenmue 3, as much as I want it to be great, could possibly be a bit of an upsetter down the line as well. Uh, at this point, right, so I've played a lot of the Kickstarter. It seems like the Kickstarted games that come from the big names are turning out to be the biggest disappointments. Kickstarted games like, you know, 
Crypt of the Necrodancer and small little Shovel Knight type games, they seem to be the ones that are absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, so I have no hope for Shenmue 3. I'm not a big fan of them, but I like them. Mighty Number no. 9 was a huge disappointment. When the game everybody kickstarted and was so excited for turned out to be worse than the worst Mega Man game. That's kind of a bad foot to get off on. I mean, and it's, it's Inafune, right? I mean, he was the father of Mega Man and Onomusha. I wonder if, with the Kickstarter games, why they're all coming out so bad is because the developers are getting to do whatever they want. They're not having that upper chain to rein them in on their more crazy ideas. And what was the one that came out recently that everybody's disappointed in? Oh, Ukulele. Yeah. There's another one that just kind of went down the shitter. I meant crapper. Hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess Kickstarters are kind of a 50-50. So, you could also say that Rare were on a bit of a bad path without the guidance of Nintendo anyway. But uh, now they're even worse. Yeah. Now <laughs> they've got the guidance of I, no one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess that all depends on how you feel about Cameo, too. Like, if you liked Cameo, there was, there was Rare just doing what they wanted or grabbed by the ghoulies, or it was just Rare being Rare. I guess that all depends on if you like that, but yeah. So, subjectively, what do you think the worst that Rare's ever released might be? Are we going all the way back to, like, Saberwolf? Yeah, if you want, if you'd like. Because everything isometric that Rare ever did is awful. Um, In terms of, like, you know games in, in the popular, I'd say Banjo-Kazooie. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I cannot stand Banjo-Kazooie. If I have to hear one more eh, 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 with that fucking bird, I'm going to murder somebody. Uh, no, no, I, I think it's just because in my brain, Banjo-Kazooie was the start of Rare going, hey, let's just spread a whole bunch of everything everywhere, and you got to collect it all. Have yeah. fun. There is a feel of that a little bit, but I think I was a bit more forgiving when I played it. Um, I, I'm surprised you didn't just go straight for Perfect Dark Zero, David. But fair enough. Well, I think Banjo Kazooie's worse because that was more of a disappointment, <laughs> right? Like, like I think that was because my little boy heart wanted to love Banjo Kazooie because I mean, it's a cool bear and a stupid bird. Speak, speaking of analysing this whole, what makes the game the worst? What what do you guys think about having opinions on games without having played them too much? I mean, I might have just said Perfect Dark Zero just then, and I have seen people play a lot of Perfect Dark Zero, but personally, you know, I I, I was already throwing that disc out. Are, are there games that <laughs> redeem themselves, you know, the further you play? I mean, we've all heard about Final Fantasy thirteen and... Oh, wait 30 hours and the world opens up and it becomes a, a great game. You watch game. your you mouth, sir. It. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't mind Final Fantasy thirteen from the bits I did play. Oh, good man. I didn't find it exceptional like the uh, prior games do it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I personally don't like it when people talk about, like, a little bit behind the curtain here, guys. We've, we've actually had this discussion with us before, uh, the four of us. Mm -hmm. And... I personally don't like talking about games that I haven't played to at least 75% completion. Yeah. Be because I, I don't want to... Because, I mean, all you need to do is screw up one thing. And, you know, the internet will crucify you for it. 
But personally, I, I that's why I don't read reviews until I finish them. I don't like because it is hard, right? Like let's let's say you read a review about you're gonna play Body Harvest. Hmm. Props to you for that. But you boot it up, you play it a little bit, and you're like, this is good. I like this game, it's fun, I'm gonna check the reviews. You check the review, and the reviewer has a very valid point of maybe when you're in a certain position, the camera just wonks out, right? Yeah. From then on, you're going to notice that sucker. Even though before it didn't bother you at all, now you're going to notice it. You're going to notice the bits of slowdown that they mentioned. You're going to notice all the flaws that they pointed out, even if you didn't. Like, uh, I guess a good example for me would be uh, Ocarina of Time. When I first played that, I didn't no care it was running at 17 frames per second but after i read about it i couldn't not see it and that kind of colored the way i felt about that game so yeah that's why i prefer to finish things before i even give what my version of review would be yeah i think i'm the same i don't i don't trust what people no no that's not fair it's not that i don't trust what people think it's just i would much rather form my own opinion and i just i, I couldn't I wouldn't take someone's word for it without trying it. You know, okay. there's no point. But, but Craig, my boy. Yes. You just said you read nothing but reviews to figure out if you want to play a game. There's two categories of gaming for me. There's the, the stuff that I'm going to buy and download or whatever. And then I would read reviews and I will make sure that it's not a complete dud. But I'm not, if someone's going to go and say that, you know, something's 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, I don't care about that aspect of it. What I would be looking out for are the kind of, the duddiness. If I can is it broken? Game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is it broken? Is it glitched? Is there something not right about it? Does it fail? Are you going to be disappointed? That kind of thing. It's the kind of things that if you read... Um, Eurogamer, you'll probably get gleam enough information, like I would gleam enough information off of the tweet version of the article as opposed to the whole thing if that makes sense. It's not I want, I want a flavour of if it's a dud or not and then I'll make up my own choice. What I would not do is buy something that was universally reviewed as being terrible. Okay. Mike, what about you? I mean, you brought this up. What are your views on it? Uh, yeah, I think I think there is a lot of influence from the media. Um, if you look at, you know, I've I've always said to you guys, <clears throat> try just try to sell me a sniper elite game, and it's it's you know it's the running joke for me. I I always think I'm never gonna bother with that. I do remember actually playing a. I think it was the first sniper elite years ago. Oh, they're so good. But it's not actually sniper elite. This is to do with it's um, a game called. Sniper Ghost Warrior, Ghost Warrior 3, something to that effect. Yeah. And I've seen articles about this quite a lot saying, you know, this is a game that has a four and a half minute load time. And for me, just knowing that information, that puts me off that game before I've even given it a chance. It's ridiculous how, you know, how powerful some of this messaging is sometimes. And, you know, they always point out the worst in, in games like, Something that seems heavily debatable is whether Street Fighter V is the best game ever made or the absolute worst thing to ever be pressed <laughs> to a disc. That, to me, is absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, there's, there is... You can get these seeds planted in your mind, you know. It, 
it's again with Capcom, was it on the disc in the first place? You know, uh, DLC put on the disc, released as a, a key later on down the line. We have no idea of the proper inner workings of these companies, but there's so much, so much press to do with, um, you know, pointing out the absolute smallest bad points to anything quite frequently. Uh, really, to sort of, sort of colour, colour the picture before you've even given the game a shot. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, Duke Nukem Forever is one, one of the worst offenders by the sounds of it on worst, worst game lists. Um, and I didn't find it a particularly great game. It was, you know, probably just below average to be honest. But the only thing I'll remember from that game isn't my actual experiences of it. But of what the impregnated alien ladies are like in the game due to media coverage. <laughs> and that's absolutely ridiculous yeah. because I saw them literally in the game for maybe 20 seconds maximum throughout my entire playthrough of that game. And there, there must have been, you know, six, seven hours in there. So I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think we do deal with quite a powerful media influence. And, you know, maybe, maybe one day will be some sort of influence as well. But hopefully not in that, that way. Now, uh, yeah, you know, I kind of agree with you. Like, let's take Duke Nukem, for example. That was something I heard was coming out, and I'm like, okay, nothing. I, I want to experience this sucker, because I was I used to be a big fan of Duke Nukem. And if you were a fan of Duke Nukem, you just kind of stopped being a fan of Duke Nukem 12 years later. Mm. And I thought that game was absolutely fine. Perfectly serviceable. It wasn't great by any means, but it kind of felt like a game that should have came out in the mid-90s that just looked a little better. Yeah. And, yeah, after I saw everything on the internet, it was, whoa! Oh, okay. Um, I'm sorry you guys feel that way. I thought it was perfectly fine. It is just the all or nothing thing, though, isn't it? You know, it's a game can't be strictly average. It has to be the best or the absolute worst. And I guess that's what we're covering. Oh, but, yeah, it? that's just the nature of the internet. Internet. Which, I mean, that that's a whole topic in and of itself, too. Um, I'm kind of trying. I'm trying to think through what I've said so far on reviews and listening to the internet, and I can't figure out. Now that I've looked at the games that I've bought over the past six months, I can't figure out why I've bought them. You know, I can't. I can't think of one game that I've got or purchased at all that I've bought because of a good review. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm really struggling. I'm really struggling with that one because I'm I'm going round in circles in my head trying to argue myself into yes, I do listen to reviews, but I actually I don't know if I do. Well, here's a good example, Craig, of something you recently played: The Order, 1886. Yes. People smashed that game. Oh, I don't it's, know. Why. It's too short. There's not a lot of substance. That was one of the worst games ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I thought it was a fun game. I thought it was great. Yep. I I couldn't agree more. I think for that, for me, it was probably, probably was internet. I can't believe this is a full price game. I think the other thing with that was it was a launch title and I didn't, I didn't get my PS4 until late, late in the game. So by then it would, I already knew that it was supposed to be terrible and it took years now to turn around and go actually do you know what that's a tenner now 
I'll get it. What's what's all this fuss about being terrible? It looks beautiful, and I had a rollicking good time with it. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, there there's there's like a long history of games that review terrible, and then ten years later, oh my gosh, this game is genius. Yeah, there's a long list of, of games like that. So the question then is, why are we more inclined to believe bad reviews over good reviews? If it's a good review, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll pick it up at some point. If it's a bad review, it's I'm never touching this, ever. I think that if you read a negative review about something, like, say, my car. My car I've had and loved. It's a tiny wee white Kia Rio, and I drive to work every day. I've done 80,000 miles on it. It's never skipped a beat. Love it. Absolutely love it. And then I was reading up on the new Kia Rio that's just been released. This isn't gaming related, I should just point <laughs> out. Um and it's and it part of the review somewhere said that the new one doesn't have the same um rattliness behind the speakers when you turn the volume right up. Now I have not obviously never listened to music or that loud enough in my car, but I got back in my car and drove to work the next day, cracked up the speakers, and now I'm really irritated by my car. I've focused on that <laughs> negative thing, and now I'm like, I really, it's really bugged me. It's ruined it for me. And I think in the gaming sense, if you read something and it goes, uh, um, terrible glitches or not even terrible glitches, terrible voice acting, terrible facial animations, think Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh, the face animations ruin it. Luke got round it by putting on the subtitles and focusing on the subtitles. But if someone says, oh, it's terrible facial animations in a review and you go and play it, you're going to focus on it. You're going to, it's going to ruin it for you. And I think that might answer your question, but I can't remember because I started rambling about cars. <laughs> about Kio, Kio Rios, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that was, that was awful. But what, that's, what I'm trying to say is, you, you read a negative thing, it's going to make an impression and you're going to look out for it. Mm. Yeah, that's happened to me with quite a few games. That's actually what convinced mm -hmm. me to stop reading reviews. So then on, on this note, gentlemen, um, specifically within recent years, because you know we can go back to the beginning as much as we want, but what's a game that you really liked and... It kind of has a reputation as being terrible. Myself, it's probably no surprise. The Godzilla PS4 game. I absolutely love that game. That game is amazing. And it's it's like a solid 4, 6 out of 10. Uh, I, I don't know. I spoke about this game earlier in the week with someone. And I don't know what the general release... Um, what's the word? What the, the, the what it reviewed at? Release environment. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it was uh, received. I don't know what this game's reception was. Alan Wake, did that come out to good or bad praise? Because earlier in the week, I said I absolutely loved Alan Wake. And good I got game. a couple of the guys in the office going, really? That was terrible. And one of them hadn't played it. <laughs> <laughs> it's this exact thing we're talking about. And I, I can't remember, but... In, in my own personal little circle, Alan Wake apparently was terrible, but I, I loved it. I, I liked it too, quite a lot, yeah. actually. I'm hoping for a two at some point from Remedy. Mm -hmm. um, if I remember correctly, could be wrong, Alan Wake released and everybody kind of went, meh. All right, okay. I believe that All was right it. Then. So it was a meh, not an, out, an outright terror. This is terrible. 
you have to factor in the whole console wars with these things as well. It was at the heated point where it'd be, you know, oh, is, is Final Fantasy going to be exclusive to the PS, PS3? And what have Microsoft got up their sleeves? And this is Alan Wake. And, uh. and it's not, not multi-platform in this case and things. And there were, I, remember, I remember seeing a lot of seething comments about, you know, it being an Xbox exclusive and doomed to fail. But yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. It was a really good game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what what's a game for you, Mike? I'm sort of mixed on this. I've, I mean, I don't know if it was as heavily criticised as I remember it being, but I I did really like Valkyrie Chronicles too. Uh, the biggest criticism with it, if I remember right, was that a it was customised towards the platform it was coming out for because you know it come from a PlayStation Three original game to being a PSP sequel. Um. Yeah. And I don't think that really affected it enough to make it a, a bad a bad game. Um, of course, there's the story, which was quite lightweight. It didn't have anywhere near the sort of level of seriousness of the first. But, you know, I I like I like all sorts. I like my more serious RPGs. I like my more, more light, light fare stuff. Um, but the, the other one, uh, this might be controversial, but... Everyone seems to rag on Altered Beast, and I, I quite liked it. I thought it was perfect. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, it wasn't. No, I'm not going to say it's a perfect game. I'm going to say at the time when I was playing it as I was younger, mm-hmm. it was it was always it was always fun having it on the screen. You know, we used to love watching stupid stuff. We'd be watching Fist of the North Star and Golgo Thirteen and messing about with trying to watch some sort wow. of rubbish. Friday the Thirteenth movie, and you'd you'd have like you know Bonanza Brothers, Toe Jam and Earl, um, Altered Beast, all sorts of weird sort of relatively well games with just odd little things to them, and and I and I did enjoy that game, and I think it gets a lot more you know it gets a lot more stick than it is sort of due. I think really, I I loved it as well. Oh wow, you weirdos! I'll give you that. Altered Beast is a fine game. It is an absolutely fine game. It's a little wonky, yeah. but it's not the worst game ever. You're not going to be, you know, embarrassed to put it in your system. I would much rather play Bonanza Brothers, but, you know, I'll take Altered, Altered Beast at any given time. You want to hand me an Altered Beast card? <laughs> sure, I'll play it. It doesn't really matter. And I, I wonder if that's the difference between people talking like we are now and then just typing things on the internet. It might be. It might just be that. You know. Like, I, I imagine... Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, if I'm struggling so hard to find games that definitely fit this category of being being so bad that it has to be named and shamed, you know, everyone wants to be unique. You can't have the same thing. If we all chose E.T. the Extraterrestrial, like the internet to have us believe, then... Which isn't that bad, by the way. Yeah. I've played it and beat it. Okay, okay. Well, you know... It's, it's more a case of, of read the damn manual, people. Just remember, someone's E.T. is someone else's secret of mana. So. <laughs> and someone yeah. else's secret of mana is that person's E.T. Because I really don't like secret of mana. <laughs> ah, wow. Well, I was about to say, I've never seen secret of mana on a worst game list. Ever. <laughs> I now. know, it, it's not the worst by any no. means. It's just not as good as Illusion of Gaia. So yeah, I, I wonder if, if all the hyperbole, like, yes. You know what, guys? Red Steel. Sorry, Grim was a bad game. This was bad. It was broken. It didn't really work. 
Red Steel was okay. Mm. No. No, Craig, I'm putting my foot down on this one. Hang on. It's off. Did, did we not speak about this just last week, Dave, when I said Red Steel was actually okay? You got to flail about <laughs> with a wee remote. And a saw. Okay, yes. You got to flail. The, the, the bad part of that sentence is flail. You don't ever want to flail. But yes. Okay, so, so while that is a bad game, it did not kill anybody first burned kid. You know, it, it didn't burn your house down. It's just a bad game you spent $60 on. You've probably spent more time watching crappy movies. But, I mean, I get I get the need to vent if a game disappoints you. But, yeah, um, let's let's keep it real, guys, on the Internet. You know, I mean, if something's bad, it's just okay. It's, it's a bit bad. It's not the worst game ever. It's not Chester Cheetah Goes to Hollywood. I mean, that's awful. On On kind of a different topic here. What is there a game that you won't try because everything that you see about it tells you, oh no, oh no, this is bad. I kind of want to play it, but oh, this is bad. Brought this up a couple of times now. The Philips CDI Link Faces of Evil thing. Everything <laughs> I see about <laughs> that terrifies me. <laughs> I don't want to say it's a terrible game, but I want to say it, I will it's never. It's a terrible game. <laughs> it just. <laughs> Oh, I love me a good Zelda, and I think it, everything I see, it just makes, it's terrifying, it's terrifying. Um, myself, you guys know the company Focus Interactive? Yep. Anything they put out, anything and everything, there are klaxons going off in my brain, my eyeballs try to shut, it's gonna be bad. Every time. And um, I can't, specs. I can't. It ain't no, you know, Metal Gear Solid, man. It ain't no Splinter Cell. It's all right. It's all right. That's, again, this okay. is not the worst right. game yeah. ever. Yeah. It's just, like, specifically of Orcs and Men, right? Oh. oh. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of it? Played it? No. Yes. No. no, I have. Oh, okay. All right. Everything <laughs> in my mind that is illogical and stupid trailblazing wants me to play that game. That game looks so good. Everything that I know, like, gamer sense is tingling up a storm. Going, no, no, don't do it, man. It's going to be awful. Uh, same thing with, like, uh, Cursed Crusade. Or, uh, what, what was the one about the uh, thief? It's, like, Legend of the Raven Thief or something like that. It's uh, kind of like a Sherlock Holmesy game. Or, I mean, even things that they do manage to put out that I like, like Blood Bowl. It's not really that good. Mm -hmm. But everything that comes from us, oh god! Sorry, I was just going to say they did the testament of Sherlock Holmes and Sherlock Holmes versus mm -hmm. Jack the Ripper. Yeah, uh, and I mean, I'm sure you can everything from focus. It's kind of janky. Like you can see ways to improve mm -hmm. it, and they're I've just always one, walking I've got that one line. Good focus interactive game. Here we go. It's a game that I personally really did like. Contrast. Love that game. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Absolutely love that. I can't say I've played it. And the reason why I bring this up is, guys, they're coming out with a Call of the Cthulhu game. And Cthulhu is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. And everything I see about the trailers is going, this is probably not going to work. Oh, dear. And then my other half is like, oh, we got to play this, man. We got to. <laughs> so, yeah, the, with 
is there anything that you guys are split down the middle on of you kind of want to play it and you wish somebody would give it to you for free? So if it is as bad as you think, you won't have to pay for it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's, it's so hard just coming up with things which, which I find so offensive. I don't know. I think the problem is, it's something you said earlier, is I've, I think the three of us, I mean, if Luke were here, this would be a much different show. Oh, he'd bring but up the I, Xbox One, the start yeah, button, the select yeah. button. <laughs> it, would be, it would be a moan fest. It would be him. There would be no editing Genji. required. You'd just need his stream, <laughs> and that would be it. No, but I think um, we're all, like, we do see the best in most things. And, and on the spot going, what is the what You feel kind of bad. I feel kind of bad in some of the things I've said already tonight. Because kind of think, was it actually that bad? Is it just me? It's just my, my opinion. So I just want to bring that up again. I think it is a lot, it's very subjective. Now, a lot of this. My, my, my good friend Grim, who we've mentioned a hundred times. Yep. Whenever we're playing a game that me and him were playing together and either I don't like, like, say, Elder Scrolls Online, or we're both kind of meh on, like we're talking, you know, No Man's Sky or even Wildlands to some extent, mm-hmm. we like, now, Dave, before you start saying something, remember, they all have wives and children. They, they need this job to support their families before you say that. And, you, you know, it, it's kind of weird, right? You do feel bad. Like, because these... Nobody sets out to make a bad game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's hoping their game is going to be Mario 3. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, I, I kind of agree with you, Craig. I mean, you feel bad. These people put hundreds of hours and years of their life into this, and you're dismissing it with a, I don't like the camera. Uh-huh. You, you feel kind of bad. So, yeah, that, that's a very good point to bring up. I've just thought of, a good scenario here, a good bundle of everything we've been talking about, right? Now, game released, everyone says it's terrible. I absolutely and utterly loved it. Was Mirror's Edge. I loved Mirror's Edge. I really, really Catalyst? Did. I no, no, the first one. The first oh, one. Oh, okay. Right, and and I just thought this is this is brilliant. And I've never I I don't know why I, I liked it. I just thought that it was a wee bit rubbish folk were talking about in terms of the combat and everything about it, I suppose. But I just thought it felt really good. Well, hold on. Sorry. That's weird because everybody I know was talking like it was the second coming of Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah? This game is amazing. This is is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I remember a lot of people saying that you have to play this underrated game. Support it. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Weird. I get nothing but flack for it. No. That's just the way it works. Continental Drift, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's it that's it but yeah um so catalyst comes out and i can't bring myself to buy catalyst because of the overarching negative vibes of the franchise the fact that i loved the first game and i don't want to ruin what i've got with mirror's edge by playing catalyst and finding out it, it disappoints so it's one game that i would I, I desperately want to play it and i would buy it but I don't want to just in case it's rubbish. And I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be good. I haven't read anything about it online. I just, I think it'll be good. But I can't bring myself to do that. So the game that I'm not fully convinced would be great, but I've been lingering over buying quite a few times now, is actually a a Quantum Break on the Xbox One. 
So this is the um, latest oh, okay. from Remedy after the, uh, you know, I think Max Payne 2 was the last one they, they put out. Um, and Alan Wake was. Oh, sure. oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan Wake, sorry. Apologies there. In fact, Alan Wake's included <laughs> in, the, uh, in, in the game um, as, a, as a, like a bonus content, which was sort of one of the reasons oh, really? I was going to grab it. That's yeah. a awesome. game. Yeah, because it's uh, backwards wow. compatible on Xbox One, isn't it? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, I mean, a, a lot of criticism seems to be at this game for being, well, just just a little bit, a bit flaky by the sounds of it. It didn't seem like they were zoning in so much on the whole, you know, using so much bandwidth for the the game data for, uh, you know, FMVs and streaming it off the internet at stupidly high, you know, high quality and things like that. But but I I still think it looks like quite a good game. Um, I still want to try it, and the reviews haven't put me off enough. But just to the point where I still put it in my basket and take it straight out. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that feeling. I've done that about five times so far, and it's reaching some really seriously good prices at the moment. So yeah. Um, I, but yeah, I've done that with orcs and men. I'd love to try it, but it seems like quite a scarred thing. Uh, looking mm-hmm. at it from, from the outside at the moment. Um, on a side note, Craig, it's kind of funny you mentioned Mirror's Edge Catalyst because I went through the same thing, right? I, I liked the first one, mm-hmm. and it was okay. Uh, it's not that I, I actually like the character. I like Faith quite a bit. Yeah, I think she's very cool. But um, so I decided finally, you know what? I have extra money. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Do it. I now see I hadn't read any reviews on Catalyst, so I was just going off my personal feelings, and. It shows up, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to put this off. It's probably going to be short. I'm just going to plunk it in, finish it, and be done. And didn't have a game disc in it. Oh, no way. So now, if you would like a Mirror's Edge Catalyst game so you, case, so you can just say to people, no, I have it. Uh, you're welcome to it. Ah. And now it is it is becoming very hard to, to get my guts up to get it again. Uh-huh. They gave me a full refund. <laughs> Yeah, they gave me a full refund, said keep the case, whatever, you know. And they were like, would you like to order it again? And I'm like, nah, I, I, my guts aren't ready for this. I'm not sure if I want to do it again. Maybe, so, yeah. Maybe we should we should make a, an effort over summer or something. We'll both pick it up and do it together. We'll have solidarity. Yeah. So, gentlemen, I have a, I guess bias would be the best way to put this. When we're talking about things, when you talk bad about a game you've never played, like you know, I've, I've never played Overlord, but I'm like, <laughs> that's probably awful. It's not bad because it looks really good, right? It looks like it'd be fun to play. But my the only thing that makes me just dig in my heels and go no is Euro games. Can't stand them. Pretty much hate them all. There's a few good ones. Like, you know, the Bitmap brothers get a thumbs up. But anything by Psygnosis, yeah, they can they can just rot in hell. Because yeah. anything Euro just, just makes me not want to play it at all. Well, and well, you might want to reconsider getting Horizon Zero Dawn then. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, well, I guess this is more Euro than it is now. Or, or more uh, old, retro than it is now. Because... Hmm. You know, nowadays, I, there's some great things coming out of Europe, like <clears throat> Witcher 3. But 
so now it's not so much a bias, but if, if you were to like, dude, try this game. This is great. And I see it's by Ocean. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Not going to touch it. <laughs> Don't even want to see it. And I, I know Luke kind of has a bias more towards Western games than he does Eastern games. And he tends to get a bit, eh, on the, on the Eastern front. And do you guys have any kind of bias like this? I mean, remember, your your continent is the one that brought us Monty on the Run and Impossible and James Pond. So what do you have to say for yourselves, guys? Um, I have no strong feelings one way or the other. Uh, I've got There's no not something that once once you hear it, like maybe a genre or from a certain developer, where you just dig your heels and you're like, nope. No, I'd like to think of try like try everything. I'm not particularly fond of fighting games, but I picked up Injustice Two, and gave it a rollicking good try. I've used rollicking twice in this episode. <laughs> um, I would try everything. The yeah, I'm just I'm I'm an op- open minded. And to see, I thought you would have said horror. <laughs> no, I'm get I'm getting I'm getting into horror on the horror side of things. I'm I'm gonna do. Resident Evil, I'm gonna do it. Not in VR. Seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, VR, you, you'd shit yourself. I swear, not, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing it in VR. I'm gonna take it tiny, tiny baby steps, and and then I'll see where I go. I. It's funny you bring up um, Psygnosis on the horror front as well, because they've did that, that Ecstatica game we spoke about months ago. Yeah, they ago, did. And it was fantastic, terrifying, well, but fantastic. Y- you see, my good friend Craig. Yes. I had planned to at least watch a playthrough or try it, and then I mm. saw a psychosis and went, yeah, no. Oh. What about Wipeout? What about Wipeout? it? Wipeout was great. It ain't no F-Zero, dog. Uh... So, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think it's mainly from the 16-bit era where, yeah. where okay. you know, I just got all those awful, mm. like, Adam's Family. Ooh. You know, it's like, ah, boy, this is... And, and it's weird, because it has a certain feel, right? Like, like nowadays, the only way you can really feel it is in first-person shooters and RPGs. Like, I guess behind the curtain here, we're all playing a certain Japanese RPG right now. Mm-hmm. And you can tell a big difference between that and, say, Dragon Age Inquisition. Even though they're both big, kind of open-world RPGs, there's that huge gap. And I really think that's really the only place now where you can be like, oh, this is from the East, and this is from the West. Everything else has kind of merged, except fighting games. I'm going to tackle it in a fighting second, games the... Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Oh, good man. I'm just, good I'm man. Just, I'm just slowly building up. I'm slowly. I'm letting you two talk to yourself so I build up my, my piece. Yeah. All right. Well, well, Mike, come on. Let the steam out. Let it go, man. Okay, well, it might come as a surprise that I've been quite light on the the worst game choice, Um, and I seriously don't have any real genuine problems with with the majority of games. Um, But in terms of bias, it it is true. It's probably it's probably the you know the closest thing to my heart in terms of games that. Yeah, I I always prefer uh, Japanese games over pretty much anywhere else. It's, it's it's something that's stuck with me pretty much since I started playing games. Uh, you know, there's there's always been a 
almost perfect track record for Japanese developers for me, especially the ones that I care about. Um, my favourite games company for a very long time was Capcom. Still to this day? It might still be. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to rephrase it at some point. But, you know, there's, it, it just always feels like, you know, whenever I'd think about Sega, it'd be, oh, is this game definitely coming from Japan? It's not some sort of thing coming from the American arm of Sega or you know I've I've always had quite an inherent bias and it, it still sticks with me but I think that I think at the end of the day it, it sort of serves me in a good way because it it is my detection to know what games I like and I mean in, in terms of opinions I know exactly what the games are and Japanese seem to cater towards my taste I don't I've never been to Japan I don't have any uh inherent bond with the culture but i do sort of you feel like you do though <laughs> you, you end up like me personally I, I i think i'm pretty sure that's what actually started me getting interested in hmm. japanese culture was just all of these companies i loved oh they're all from this one country wow that's cool i'd like to learn more about the country you know that kind of thing yeah it, it is quite amazing that for such a such a small place in the grand scheme of the world that they've they've pretty much had it you know locked up i mean you look at uh the third person shooter genre rolled around for for ages loads of games coming from absolutely everywhere and then platinum stick their hands in throw vanquish out and you're like it's oh, it's not God that bless them. It's, it's not that japan didn't understand it it's just that they've waited all this time to finally go here you go, this is how you do it perfectly, and then moved on, and you don't really get them after them, but it just seems like, you know, they, they just have the, they put that extra effort in, they they make the games all all great, even if it's something like a Disgaea game that they know isn't going to sell to a huge, huge quantity, there's still all the polish in the world put into that project, as if though it's, you know, just as just as important as the latest FIFA game. You know, they they really go well beyond and I don't know whether it's just a work ethic or what, but it it it's my um it, it you know, it it could be seen as a negative of my of my personality with games, but you know, I'm I'm willing to admit it's definitely a bias. I I kind of have that bias too. Like if I find out like if you had give me a choice between Street Fighter Five and Injustice Two, take mm. out personal taste, just this one's coming from the east and this one's kind of us. oh obviously japan they own the fighting games man that's just the way they go um on there but I, there are other genres where i do have a bias towards western mm. like nobody makes an mmo like blizzard man nobody and that's the odd thing about it because for in my odd mind if you'll hear me out on this i always thought of blizzard for a long time since about diablo 2 as being the best recreation of the Japanese developer as as appropriated, you know, in the rest of the world, because they just had that attention to detail. They put out the CG trailers, which were, you know, second to none, and it'd be like, oh yeah, you know, they, they, they must have to some degree studied Japanese game design at, at some stage and and made it part of their philosophy well, because it, it just seems to, you know, I don't know, call me biased anyway. You biased, biased person. Um, no, yeah, I, I. There are a certain number of genres. Like, I don't think 
I've seen a good RPS come out of the East. RTS, not RPS. Mm. But an RTS game, I don't think I've seen one come out of the East that matches something like StarCraft or Warcraft. or Yeah, they're both Blizzard. Mm. But even Command & Conquer or... Um, what's the other one I'm thinking of that I can't think of? Oh, uh, Supreme Commander. You know, all the, those kind of games. I would like to see them give it a shot. But, yeah, I, I think it comes down to genres for me, whether I'm biased more towards the East or towards the West. Actually, um, with RPGs, my bias lately has been Europe more than U.S. Like, I mean, I like my Bioware, and um, I guess Canada counts as North America. Uh, I like <laughs> my Bethesda, you know? Yeah. Wait, is it Bethesda? No, it's Bioware that's Canadian. Bethesda that's U.S., right? Yeah, Bioware had the doctors. Okay, so yeah, I'm pretty sure. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I, I don't think, barring the game that we're currently playing, that is a surprise, I don't think Japan has had anything that's really measured up to what they're laying down, especially CD Projekt Red. Like, I mean, those guys just knocked it out of the park, so go Europe there. And even some of the smaller ones, like the German ones, like I believe, um, I mean, not two worlds because that's terrible, but even things like Gothic or Divinity, they got, they got some really good ideas over there in Europe, so, so go you guys. I think now it, it's all come down to genres for me. While my favorite video game companies are mostly Japan, like, you know, go FromSoft, you guys are awesome, I still have a bias toward if I find, say, an RTS that's coming out of Europe. I'll be like, Ugh. all right, well, let's, you know, watch some more trailers and figure this out kind of thing. Craig, do you have anything like that? No, no. As I say, I'm not, I'm not biased. I don't think, don't think I'm biased at all towards any particular genre nor segment of the world. Now, out of curiosity, as somebody who you know, you don't research or notice as much of like, oh, this is this is a Capcom game, this is a Clover game, this is, you know, mm -hmm. this kind of thing. You're not as entailed in that kind of thing. Can you feel a difference between the unnamed game and, say, Dragon Age? Oh, yeah, yeah, to totally and utterly. Um, in almost every aspect of it, it's, it's far... I'm finding unnamed game... Are completely different it feels like a different genre i know you're working towards the same thing and you're skilling up and you're collecting cash instead of your good old <laughs> xp which is you know completely fine and the tone is completely you know like completely different um yeah i i notice it i just, I just don't i wouldn't let okay something so uh, like i that just wanted to make sure it didn't sound like me and mike were talking out of our ass you know no no you're so, not I mean, you're, you're totally, you're oh, totally okay. on point but i was just sitting listening to you guys chat there because it's the kind of that i say the things that i would generally honestly never even think about oh that's from europe or north america it just wouldn't it wouldn't cross my mind to think like that okay right. yep which is odd no, no, no. I mean, I mean, that's that's actually a better attitude to have, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because because with talking about worst game ever, with that that bias of I tend to like Eastern, comes mm -hmm. that that just as illogical as it is to knock down a game for petty things, that just as illogical to build things up, even yeah. though it's not really that great. Like, if you catch me on a good day, I'll tell you Godzilla is one of the better games on PS4. 
<laughs> it's, it's really not. But uh, it's just because I know where it comes from and, and who made it and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's, it's just as illogical. So starting to bring this to a bit of a close, gentlemen. Mm -hmm. the, the whopper of a question that we've been saving is so far this year, it is the worst Retro Rewind game. Oh. We could maybe dub that with the actual tune, couldn't we? <laughs> no, 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 I like the Scottish version better. <laughs> uh, I'll get the ball rolling, give you guys some time to think. The winner, hands down, Streets of Rage. Streets of I Rage? Am... Hmm. Now, you might think to yourself, but Dave, what about California games? And you know what? We had a lot of fun with California games. Well, yeah, we did, despite its terribleness. We did actually... You could say... But Dave, you picked a real stinker for the first one. You picked Godzilla. And I'll say, how dare you, sir? I'm taking my ball and going home. And so I have to say Streets of Rage. Okay, uh, that was the enough. one that I thought was the most meh this year. So far. I really, 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 really want to say Godzilla. <laughs> really well, go want right to. ahead, sir. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> uh, oh, Godzilla was awful. No, actually, no, I'm sorry, Dave. That's unfair. It wasn't awful. It's just not, it's been my least favourite Retro Rewind. It's the That's one perfectly fine. that I started playing and thought, I really don't like this. The, the rest of them <laughs> have been terrible, but I've persevered. Or California Games, obviously, you know, I picked it. So <laughs> I'm not going there. Um, we'll have to call this the Godzilla Syndrome now. Yeah, I think I think it was Godzilla. Yoshi's Island was a as a close. Second, I thought about I, that. I've got no no real desire to ever play that again. Mm. But I did. It's charming, certainly a wee bit, and it, it, there's wee bits to like about it and smile about. Godzilla for me. Sorry. All right, all right. And this is the point where I put the boot into and say that as we have gone through the Retro Rewind series. The games selected <laughs> seem to get better and better. They all have to start from somewhere, and that happens to be Godzilla. Yep. Oh, so, apologies. Right. No, that's completely understandable. For oh, as much as I weird. may have respected it on the on the first episode back there, I think, in retrospect, after playing so many other games as well, and seeing the, the highs of things like Wild Guns, I think that may... Uh, we have to include the caveat that I didn't actually feature on the California Games uh, episode. Oh, that's true. I know that was a, a a bit of a stinker. But that was a right, right, proper good time though. Talking about it. <laughs> so. Ding. Yeah. Oh wait, that, I've just got a message from Luke. Yeah, he said the worst is Godzilla as well. <laughs> okay. Good job. All right. No, that, that is perfectly simple. And, it, and matter of fact, it factors right into what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So that wor it works well. So then we've, we've looked past in this year. Is there a game coming out that you think is going to be awful? But maybe you hope it's not. Myself, it's a game called Agony. It looks like it might be awful, but by golly, I'm really hoping it's not because it looks cool. Game that is coming out that looks awful, that you hope is cool. 
Oh my goodness, what a question. <laughs> Let's have a quick look into what is coming out for the rest of the year. So we've got Arms on the Switch. That's a game that could potentially be disastrous. But I'd like to think I'm being an optimist by thinking that could be alright after all. Um, but I'm wondering whether um, Uncharted, what's, what's the next Uncharted oh, going to be called? Yeah, oh, the, the DLC one. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering whether that is gonna be terrible or not. I've got, well, I've got I'm thinking it, it's got the Uncharted engine behind it, right? And mm-hmm. at least the well, no, you don't. Or is it you that doesn't like, or is it Grim that doesn't like the Uncharted games? Oh no, I love I love Uncharted. Okay, good man, good man. I'm a little worried about Bloodstained myself. No, like, don't I'm be. Really hoping. Don't be. That's, that's, it looks fantastic, doesn't it's it? Safe. Safe. I've had a look. I've played it. Oh, have yeah, you? Yeah, I played the 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 demo that they gave to early access. Oh, good man. Oh, there we go. I've got a good one. I've got a good one that I have pre-ordered. Crap, when did uh-huh. it come out? Uh, Detroit. A really, really oh, yeah. good movie. <laughs> shocker. Really, that could be a shocker. Really hope it's good. I really hope it's good. Really Dude, just the fact that it ca- that it you know carries over from that Kara tech demo. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all over it, man. Um, it's that for me that answers your question. There we go, Detroit. I hope it's good. I really do. I'm kind of the same way with Prey. I'm really hoping Prey is good. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, guys, watch that trailer for Agony, dude. It is fucked up and it looks good. Okay. So then you've heard mine. So Craig, Mike, it's a game coming out that you're kind of you really hope it's good. You're scared it might be a little bad. Hmm. Um. The well, the the game that I've got in mind, which could potentially go either way, is is actually a game I didn't think was ever going to exist. When I bought the first of this game, I'm quite sure I was sold under an idea that it'd last for 10 years or something to that effect. However, we do actually have a Destiny 2 coming relatively soon. Oh, yeah. And this is a game where I remember quite enjoying it over its beta getting to the actual game and realising it's just a bit pretty much average. Uh, The sequel I don't know exactly whether it's going to evolve that at all and I think it could well end up being a bit of a a bit of an anomaly too but we'll we'll see, we'll see that's my early impressions Uh, For me, my game that I've got coming that I hope to the high heavens is good is Detroit Become Human I really I really hope that it's going to be flipping brilliant I think I think Quantic Dream games in general they're getting better I think what what have we had Fahrenheit and then you get a wee bit better with Beyond Two Souls and then much much better with Heavy Rain whoa yeah you're going a bit opposite order there bud (laughs) I think it's it's like no no I meant like release man it was like Indigo Prophecy, Fahrenheit or then you got Omicron Nomad Soul and then I'm you've got like I'm talking about the ones I've played I'm just talking about the ones I've played not oh. all of them for me Heavy Rain came first you can't have like Heavy Rain good Beyond Two Souls bad but they're getting better you can't have that well okay fine it's in the shape of a U or a W <laughs> or something like that I don't know. <laughs> Right, okay. Heavy Rain was good. Okay, right, okay, right. Bugger it. Detroit. There you go. One word. 
I hope. <laughs> I hope the city of Detroit it will be better in the future. <laughs> Either way, gentlemen, let's just state the future is looking mighty bright. Mm-hmm. As... I would like to slap around every person who has ever said in the last six minutes they just don't make them like they used to. You know what? You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> Alright, so guys, again, this episode was a little bit of hyperbole, but it, it works because it was on the internet. And yet again, let me do state that if you like these games that we've mentioned, that's fine. That's great. It's good that somebody likes these things. And there's plenty of things that we like that you hate. But that's what makes this, this hobby so great, right? Is that we can... It caters to almost every taste. Almost every taste, sadly. But it's true. So if you guys have some worst games that you've played, whether they're they're generally considered good or generally considered bad, shoot them to us. You know, they might be fun to talk about. So Mike, Craig? Yeah, um, just, just a final little input. I think that, you know... If you like your game, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Give it its own secret place. You don't need the entire world to be talking about it. If you know, if you don't want it destroyed or desecrated by others, don't feel like it has to be out there in the open all the time. Just you know, keep it to yourself. No, <laughs> don't say that. that sounds like <laughs> just shut up. About oh, it. Let's cut me off. <laughs> cut me out there. No, no, it's fine, Dave. No, I, I know uh, what I know what you were trying to say. Yeah. I know what you were trying to say. You know, keep it special to yourself. That's yeah. all that really matters. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you love it, go for it. More power to you. I. If you hate it, you hate it. Folk bounce off things all the time. So it's a very subjective area. And we're all very passionate about it for different reasons and different things. So, whatevs. And remember, don't let folk bully you. And don't trust people on the internet, <laughs> especially ones that are asking for photos of you. <laughs> or, or your kid. Definitely don't trust mm -hmm. them. No, no, definitely but, not. You know, maybe you like Godzilla. It doesn't matter what a guy named Mike a guy named Craig or a guy named Luke will say about it. It doesn't matter what EGM will say about it. Or Edge. F*** them. You play the game and you like it. Alright, everybody, thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Good night. Good night. Good night.